So, when you have a baby on the way, you enter a different kind of time. Any and all schedules are reorganized over the expected arrival date of the new baby. Months are replaced by counting the weeks until we make it to 40 weeks, full term. The regular in and out of days, as well as the normal routine of seasons, is all overlaid with this extra set of preparations. We are rearranging our home and rearranging our hearts and our world to be ready for a new life. Not that we'll ever be fully ready, but the preparations are underway. This season of preparation in my own life has really changed how I experience Advent as well. I was anticipating the heady feeling of being pregnant through Advent as Mary was pregnant. But I haven't felt that as strongly as this, that preparation is an active part of Advent. Advent encourages a double vision in us as we both wait for the incarnation of Jesus as a little baby and as we wait for the second coming of Jesus, which will usher in the kingdom of God. And it urges us to participate now in that coming kingdom. The Gospels in the first two weeks point us towards this kingdom, but they do it in a way that easily comes off as harsh and a little hard to follow. We need the balance of the prophets from the Old Testament to remind us what the kingdom of God is all about. We heard from Isaiah last week that it was a place where swords are beaten into plowshares. War is put away in favor of peace. This week, that theme is continued as the wolf lays down with the lamb. And we see a leader who judges the people with equity, upholding the lowly and punishing the wicked. As I stressed last week, which you won't remember because I was in the other service, <laughs> this punishment, this judgment that comes is always in service to something greater which is to establish the peaceable kingdom of God. God has told us how to live from the beginning in harmony with God and with each other. So any judgment is to help us establish that harmony. The same is true of our gospel this week. Judgment is in service to establishing the kingdom of God. So looking at our gospel, John the Baptist is on a tear, as we have come to expect from him. You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Quite a way to preach. I don't think that I could pull that off. <laughs> but underneath this diatribe is a truth. Bear fruit worthy of repentance. If we have become new people, have been grafted into the body of Christ, then our lives should reflect that change continuously. We must bear fruit. That doesn't mean we'll never mess up. We will. But we are called through the power of Christ to continually reform ourselves, to look a little bit more like Jesus. 
And that has implications not just for us, but for the world around us. Because the Old Testament and the Gospels tell us what to expect from God incarnate. Jesus paid attention to the people around him. Jesus healed and fed and taught and loved. And we are called into that same ministry. The goal of the Christian life is not simply to order our lives after some arbitrary moral code, but to strive to fix our relationships, to bring peace and wholeness to the world around us. If you look at the Ten Commandments and at the laws of the Old Testament, you can find that that was the goal from the beginning. We have always been asked to live a life in which we love God and love our neighbors. And Jesus lived that life. So John the Baptist comes shouting onto the scene to point at the kingdom that is to come, to tell us to prepare and make ourselves ready for the Messiah. It's not enough to claim that we're Christian. We also have to show we're Christian by our actions. We can't simply process into the desert and be baptized. We have to let that baptism change us, which is what John says the baptism of Jesus will do. We will be baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire, allowing our chaff to burn away until only the image of God remains. This is the preparation that Advent invites us to participate in, a preparation which forms us into the likeness of Jesus, which helps us to turn our focus outwards and care for the world and the people around us. We are, in fact, Advent people year-round, constantly preparing for the kingdom that is already here and is to come. But this season reminds us of that sacred duty and calls us in no uncertain terms to bear fruit worthy of repentance. And I think that's so appropriate, especially living in a culture that is so given in to the hustle and bustle, to accumulation and consumerism, without regard for the people around us or the world itself. In Advent, we're reminded to be mindful, to stop and wait and prepare, to enter into a different timeline, just like Chris and I have entered into a new timeline with our baby. We are people who live in God's time, in the already and the not yet kingdom of God. And in this time and in this place, we are called to become the kind of people who pursue peace and wholeness, just as Jesus did, to become the kind of people that allow the image of God, the image of Jesus, to shine through us, to let our chaff be burned away until only wheat remains. Amen. Amen.